Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get your brand on board with our podcast and a sponsorship campaign and get into the earphones of 100,000 plus highly engaged music and comedy fans within our show and across ACAST's other famous podcasts. I'll even come up with a creative for you. Get in touch via producerpool.co.uk and we'll have a chat about how it works. A funny taste in music with Andrew Bird. Hello. All right. It's a funny taste in music. It's a podcast about music. Talk to comedians about music because comedians, there's enough podcasts with comedians talking about comedy. Um, you've probably heard some of them. So they like talking about music. Comedians, we, we do. We like it. We like music. If you like music, you'll like this. If you like comedians, you'll like this. If you like neither, then just, I don't know. I don't know what, to, I don't know how to help you. Just, it's two men talking, so I don't know what you'll do here. But stay stay tuned. You might something might crop up that you're interested in. We might mention weather. I don't know. Anyway, so this is Mike Newell. Uh Mike, I, I he was one of them where I think I didn't get him on for ages because I thought it's too obvious. He's basically me from the north. We're exactly the same age. We we dress like we want to be an oasis. I think that's fair to say. So I just thought this is it's too obvious an interview. I could might as well talk to myself. But uh, it's brilliant listening to his, how he was as a teenager loving Oasis, but living, you know, in South Manchester. So he was right there. So oh, it's great. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, here he comes. But now don't forget the old Patreon page. If you could think, you know, an episode, a pound an episode, 50p, something, some form of money. For the love of God, um, and but uh, more importantly, I'm doing a tour October, November, and please come and see me do comedy. I try very hard at it, and I think I'm good at it. I think you'll think I'm good too. So here comes some adverts, and then Mike Newell. A funny taste in music. The interview next. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, good hair. Cheers, pal. <laughs> <laughs> should really start a podcast like that because no one can see it. But trust me, if this bit goes in, good hair. <laughs> I mean... Nice one. What we look like, you look like, I, I'm going to go proper late 90s front man. I've gone, I've gone for, uh, I'm looking more sort of, um, was a, was in a good band back in the day and is clinging on to it. Yeah, that's not a, not a bad analysis. Yeah. Bit, bit shorter, isn't it? I need mine cutting, but um, can't be asked. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that I'll be honest, right with this podcast, you've listened to a couple. You're you're one of the few. There's a couple. There's you, Olver, Mark Olver, Steve Hall, that have been on, and you've listened to it before. So you're 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 in an elite group. That's quite a group, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. I like oh, it. Thanks, mate. Well, don't don't you ruin it then? <laughs> I'll try not to. But uh, what I like is uh, you might have noticed. I sort of I pander around sometimes and pretend. That I'm, you know, I want to know about what, you know, other people, what music they listen to. We, you, let's not dicko out. We know what it is. Yeah. We, we, we have a, because you're exactly the same age as me. We're not exactly the same. We weren't born on the same day, but we would have been in the same year at school. We certainly would, yeah. So. We, we would have got, uh, well, we got our exam results on the, the day of the now coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that. <laughs> Because I tell people that and they don't think anything of it. But for if you're an Oasis fan and our age, then you, you don't, for, yeah, you don't, for, be here now is always linked to, I just think, GCSEs. Yeah. Well, it was, it was more important for me, that album coming out, because uh, I knew I wasn't going to get any GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> so you might, wow, that, right, well, so you thought I might as well enjoy that. See, my well, it was just, uh, yeah, I knew, I knew, uh, I got one, got one A to C. I got, I got the others, but low, low grades. Right. But yeah, that was, that was more important that, you know, the, the album coming out as opposed to the, uh, getting my exam results. Couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to be a dick about it, but, uh, I did, I did weird. I walked a fine line at school. I'm not sure how I did it now. I walked a fine line between doing all right in school and mucking about and getting in quite a bit of trouble as well. I don't know how I did that. I mucked about most of the year and then right near the end, the fear of failing exams, I really revised a lot. And my mum... like, and the way, Do you remember at school the way they made out that if you fail your GCSEs, your life is over? That's yeah. how... that Maybe I built that up in my own head, but that's how what I thought. For if you don't do well in your GCSEs, that's it. Your life's over. That's how they made it out. So I put a load of pressure on myself, did pretty well, 
and then they went right now you're a levels i was like well hang on i thought that's i had to rela- just do gcse's I was like, right. yeah. let's and relax a bit and that, my my a levels were pretty much like liverpool season <laughs> this year after liverpool won the premiership oh, right. yeah. they kind of couldn't quite Game get over, themselves yeah. back up for it again i was like that with a levels i just i barely made the Barely made the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I mucked about at school, and they just took it as I was the class clown. Where in actual fact, years later, I went to uh, college to do performing arts, and they were like, "You're dyslexic," you know. Well, they said like we we assume. So at school, I didn't get any help. So oh. just got ignored, left to my own devices. And from like a, you know, my mum and dad's upbringing, it was, well, you know, get a trade, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I was heading after, had, heading after school. But um, I think you mentioned it on one of the other podcasts about the, uh, the documentary of being now on BBC One the day before yeah. the results. Yeah. And I remember, I remember him, Liam saying like, uh, when he was, said he was signing on, and he was like, yeah. get me a job as a lumberjack. Yeah. Or, or a rock and roll star. And uh, and then he, he went back and signed off months later and he said, I'm a fucking rock star or something like that. So I was watching that going, well, exam results don't matter. I, I'm going to be a rock star, which uh, I didn't um, didn't follow through with. Yeah, but you became a comedian. That's the next oh, best yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that that's the thing, though, because I don't think now uh we forget now like with like when something's on something they're saying oh this thing's coming out like this documentary or this big thing or whatever um you're like oh brilliant and then you're like oh fuck, where can i watch it where where can you get it you don't there's like amazon then there's the sky there's like you haven't got it but in them days it was like it's on it's on one of the four channels and everyone's watching it so when the be here now was coming out like an album you forget now an album. It's just an album coming out, and there's like BBC One documentaries about yeah. the band. It was, it, it was like massive. Yeah, people, well, everyone was forget waiting for it, wasn't it? And the, the opening scenes, the the opening music was the boys are back in town. Do you remember that? And they were getting yeah. on a plane, then they yeah. were going around Manchester and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that's a, a good memory for me. I, I actually had the album. The, the night of the documentary that I had it. How did you, uh, hang on, it weren't out there, was it? <laughs> I know, yeah. So my brother's girlfriend at the time, her dad had um, a music shop, just a little one, you know, like a village one in <laughs> Cheadle Village. And he, he got it, but he didn't have a CD player. So he brought it to where I, you know, my mum and dad. Fuck, this sounds it, like a different world now. And it was it, it? And it was, it, it was in like a brown envelope brown envelope and he said don't tell anyone because he'll get bollocked you know the owner of the shop because yeah. obviously he had to have it the day before didn't he so he could sell it first thing in oh, the morning yeah. so i was playing it the night before but like obviously now you could show off about that couldn't you but i was just i just had it and then i always remember that like That's just playing it but I still went. I still went to the shops after because I had to give that one back. So was yeah. all my mates after we got our results, and I got my um, feeble one. Yeah. <laughs> we went into Stockport and got the album, and then yeah, it was just a summer of beer. Now 
that's that's funny that that you've got exactly the same experience as me get your gcc yeah. results we went in uh um i grew up in a little town in northamptonshire so we had to get a bus into northampton and that took like about 45 minutes an hour I yeah. thought it was miles away. Now I go there as an adult in my car. <laughs> it's a 10-minute drive, and it took like nearly an hour on a bus. So there's all of us with our GCSE results. Some of them, like, some of them, you know, done well. Some of us haven't even got them yet. I haven't beat the school yet to pick them up because yeah. uh, they know it's going to be bad. So we're just all on a bus, went in to get an album. I mean, if, you know, we're always going to, because things are different, we're always going to sound like we're, you know, girl about the good old days, but the thought now of getting a bus to go and get an album. Yeah. I, I still cringe. Yeah. Oh, I'm not into Spotify. I've, I've got it. it. Took me a long time to, uh, to get on board with it. Cause I uh, still buy CDs, but I still cringe at the, uh, <laughs> cause I'd had the album the, the, uh, the night before when I got to all my schoolmates, I like, uh, Oh, it's embarrassing, but you know that um, a, a, a dig your friends, a dig your shoes. Yeah. So I like sung it, like pointed at me mate's shoes, just to show off that I, that I knew a song before anyone else. Pathetic, <laughs> isn't it? No, I could well imagine myself doing that. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine myself doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, so they, what did you do then? You got the album, you've all got it, you're all going, yeah, like that. And then you went, what did you do? Did you go back to someone's house? We went uh, went home and then we went to, me and my mate John, who went to a different school, we went to this pub where all my schoolmates were. Yeah. And we walked in the pub, went to the bar, like we're 16, aren't we, at the time? Yeah. And the guy went, I know you got your results today. You're not being served, so I just bought a Coke, and then me and John got on a bus, left all my mates. We went to Fifth Avenue, got it, got in a nightclub in Manchester, which is like an Indian nightclub, and we uh, we had it. Yeah. <laughs> it was quality. Be, I imagine that would have had beer now on a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, club in Manchester, I think they'd have been playing the new album. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. It was that? good. You see. You see that, um, even though they lived in London, then they were quite well known that they lived in London, uh, Noel and Liam. But I'd be here now, they're in London, weren't they? Uh, yeah, supernova heights and all that. But mm. I, you know, I grew up in the middle. Was it, was it, maybe, was it a bit different? Like, because how, where did you grow up exactly? Uh, Stockport, South Manchester, which so they're from Burnage, which isn't is literally five minute drive. So they're South Manchester, maybe maybe a bit more. See, my geography is awful. I think I always think of Stockport as just outside Manchester, but it's sort of South South Manchester. So the yeah, if you drove from Stockport town centre to my house, yeah. you'd go along Kingsway, which takes you through Burnage. Right. Yeah, I've been I've been to Burnage. I've well, uh, yeah, to uh, to Sifters. Yeah. yeah, I've I've driven to. Uh, to his mum's house just like oh yeah lives there it's yeah. pointless isn't it <laughs> yeah I did that and uh, when I do the Manchester comedy store because I'm yeah. so stingy I refuse to pay a park so what I do is park the car and then at nine in the morning you've got to start paying for parking I'll get up early 
You know, I had young kids, and you sh- if you're in a hotel, you should have a sleep in if you're on your own, not me. Get up early, go move the car so I don't have to pay for parking. Where's going to be free? Burnage. That's free parking. And then, and then get the a tram. Burnage. Get a tram. Oh, no, you go back You go back with the car when it's free, free yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. And, I spend, and I go spend the day in Burnage. And, uh, yeah, that's funny. Like it's like, I was going to say, it's, it's not like a, a tourist attraction. It's not <laughs> like... Um, and like, and if, I, take, I take you've been to Sifters. Yeah. He's measurable, isn't he? Yeah. He's a measurable man. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he enjoys the favour whatsoever. No, no, not at all. Let's be honest. That that record shop wouldn't be there now. That would have shot. Abs- absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he uh, like in Liverpool with the Beatles. You can you can do a bit. There's a Beatles tour, the Magical Mystery Tour, and it's really good. I've not loads, done that. There's loads to see. There's you know Strawberry Fields, Penny Lane, all round, but. With Oasis, it's literally Sifter's field, it's mum's house. Yeah. That's it. And I went in a pub, I remember this, you'll like this being from the area. I went in a pub, quite a rough pub in Burnage. And, a f- and as comedians, what you do, you kill the day. You sit there with your notepad and try and go through your ideas for jokes, try and improve some jokes or what did I do last night? Should I try a new bit? All of that. Manchester yeah. Comedy Store, you're like, right, better sort out my best on your game yeah yeah yeah, i need to sort this go through my set make sure it's really tight so i'm doing that in a pub in burnage with a notepad this bloke just turned around went what you're writing (laughs) 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 um fuck it i'm not gonna say i'm a comedian no tell us a joke and all that yeah yeah yeah. but it weren't that it was and i I said that to um uh, mick ferry went probably thought you're undercover cops or something (laughs) fuck it it wasn't it wasn't an interest in what what you're writing are you an artist it was a fuck are you writing it was more that yeah it was more i think think there's a pub called the pars wood where um paul calf so they went to uh, not paul calf steve coogan yeah and he he came up with paul calf through going in the in the pars wood pub because you know you know just the locals go fucking students yeah, yeah, so that that's how that came about because they went to uh they (laughs) went to college around there yeah yeah Oh, I could, I could see just from that one bloke going, "What you're writing?" I could see that now. Yeah, paying that line, paying for a check, uh, paying for a bag of chips with a check. Fucking students. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wonder if it was uh, even better for you because uh, because it, there is a thing about uh, like in Liverpool, you can almost sense the Beatles in Liverpool, and there is a thing in Manchester. You can, you can. When I, I don't know if I'm romanticizing it but all uh you know not just oasis like joy division and stone roses and all that you can almost you can almost sense them when you're in manchester that might be because i'm an outsider i think no no yeah yeah well especially especially when i was of around that age 16 17 going into manchester because obviously when you're young you just go shopping with your mum don't you but when we used to always go into town then you could really sense like the the Manchester vibe in the city centre, yeah, definitely. Yeah, people would have loved it. You would have been well, like, because, like, it's and not used even... You used to get heckled off Scallies. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> they had this haircut. Oasis! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose you would. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's not as obvious now, but it would have been then, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. But 
I like where I grew up, uh, Graham Swan, the cricketer, uh, grew up in the same town as me. And that I got a, a slight sense of pride in something of cricket that I never would have had from that. That's not even in the same league as being from Manchester when Oasis were massive. Yeah. That must have been amazing. Yeah, it was a bit like, like I say, Stockport's a little bit away from the city centre, but, you know, everyone was, not everyone, like I said, there's scallies and that, but everyone had this haircut or that haircut, I should say. Yeah. And it was just, just quality, wasn't it? Well, I mean, you, I mean, you could have, you, yeah, you, like, I can't imagine Sifters being in a song and you know where that record shop is. Yeah. That you could literally drive to it in five minutes and it's in a, it's a, it's in a song that's on the biggest album in Brit so far in British history. That must have been like, fuck, it's just there. It's like <laughs> another world. Growing up in Northampton, you're like, where, you know, I've never been to Manchester. Yeah. Sifter- yeah, I suppose I've never really thought of it. Just, Used to it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, because I, I love to be one of them that was into Oasis from definitely maybe when it first came out. Like Rich Wilson remembers being in the queue to get it. Yeah. I was, I was, I have to admit, I was like a mainstream, what's the story, morning glory. Everyone knew about Oasis. That's when yeah, I got into them. I was a little bit late, later. Um, but maybe because of where I lived, it was around. So I remember uh, the summer of '94 in my brother's red escort, <laughs> and he and he had it on, um, definitely maybe on cassette, and it, it was just on, and it, you know, I wasn't like blown away. But I really liked, uh, and it might have been because of the, the swear word, and it. I really liked "Married with Children." I remember that. Uh, your music shite. Yeah. And, uh, yeah but yeah I, I didn't click you know what I mean I didn't get on board straight away and then that Christmas he got live by the sea and I remember the uh, playing that on Christmas day and thinking it was alright but then it was all you know and the, like I say my brother was playing it and they, they were more on the TV and then it, it's, I remember um, in the April some might say that's when I got on board because that's yeah. just a, that's an anthem isn't it do you know what I mean yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so how old your brother? Uh, five years old than me, so 40, right. 40, 45, Yeah, yeah, I've got a brother that's five years older, but then I've got a brother who's about two and a half years older, and he could have helped me out, but no, no, he was fucking into Radiohead and all that. <laughs> yeah, so he, he hated Oasis because it was mainstream by the time. Yeah, what's the story? So he hated it because he was like more alternative. But um, yeah, so I didn't. I remember. Um, I remember whatever. That I think that's. The oh first. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that on a listening to that on a torch radio. <laughs> yeah, so that was before uh, some just, might say, I, and I remember that because that's that's just that was like mainstream, wasn't it, with the violins and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, like I say, but but properly getting into them was was uh, some might say. Yeah, same. I think probably about about the same where it became walking to school and we used to walk to school and then we'd all go to someone's house and like meet them and walk to school. Suggy, his name was. And like, 
it just happened to be on the way for everyone. You remember that bit where you'd meet oh, yeah, at school yeah. and about eight of you would all come from all different directions and you'd wait around for each other and chat and then all walk to school together. That I remember Suggy's house. We all just sort of, right, meet you at Suggy's. We'd all go there. And sometimes we'd go in his house. You know, his mum's trying to get ready for work. I think uh, it at seven in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think now as an adult trying to get ready for work and get the other kids ready, and like about 12, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds in your house. That must have been mayhem. And we used to like just have a quick blast of Oasis. Just like, oh, we got, he's not here yet. So we've got like five minutes. So put, put that on. And I remember just all the girls singing to Don't Look Back in Anger. I mean, it can't get more mainstream than that. Just school girls singing. To yeah. Don't, they put it on and they're all singing it. And I just remember then going, fuck, this is like, you know, I didn't know, didn't have any concept of how big because I didn't know any anything, I didn't know any better, I didn't know anything before. But I remember yeah. then just thinking, this can't be normal that a band, like everyone's, you've just so- you've got, you've got four minutes spare, let's listen to it now. Qu- yeah, like properly addicted, yeah. And it was so quick as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the that, that's it. Yeah, we, we we there was a bit where everyone was addicted because then yeah. you forget now that how them songs were like you can't just get them like like now again sounding like a moaning old twat, but you can't just put it on YouTube or put it on Spotify. You had to be at a CD player. So yeah, or you get had, your mate to record it. Yeah, so you yeah. you had a couple of minutes, put it on quick, blare it, and then go to school with it in your head all day. I used to do my paper round and just listen to um, live at Glastonbury '95. That was uh, that was on in my uh, Walkman all the time, and and the, uh, you've mentioned it on this before, but like the B sides was like finding another box of treasures, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like unbelievable. Well, that yeah, I uh, that that's a good thing to talk about. I'm probably more that's that's the thing of Oasis as well. I reckon at that time. Where they um they 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 had like the mainstream what's the story morning glory for like so you could be like a mainstream fan and at the same time you could be like a proper obsessive geeky fan yeah because there was all the B sides and like all uh all like your mates at school that just liked Oasis because it was massive they didn't know they never heard half the world only knew that yeah they only knew the singles and the listening to that you know. MTV or Box or whatever, just hearing Morning Glory and and because yeah. that used to be on a lot. That even though it was, wasn't a single, and uh, yeah, Wonderwall and Dark the Back and Anger. But yeah, like you say, finding like um, Fade Away, and I remember like almost in tears. At, um, sounds pathetic, doesn't it? But um, when I heard mm-hmm. Take Me Away. Just know oh, yeah. an acoustic guitar. I, I was like, fucking. I'm a bit of a sucker for a ballad. I'll be honest with you. And, <laughs> Come uh, on, me too. <laughs> and we, when could that, we could be man enough to admit it. Come on. Even with these haircuts, we can like a ballad. Yeah. But no, me too. I I remember the first time I heard "Take um, uh, Take Me Away." I thought because what I've, I've said this before. I don't know if you heard me say this, my mate Daki, he was at a wedding. And this is, again, when Oasis are just everywhere. He was at a wedding, and I think he knew uh, the person who was DJing at the wedding. He was like a family friend or something like that. And they're talking, he goes, here, and he gave him on cassette 
it recorded all the B-sides of Oasis up to that point all in a row. So without none of the A-sides, then there's just all the B-sides in a row. And I cannot tell you how many times I listened to that. And Daki gave me that. And then on the other side was Wibbling Rivalry. So I had all the B-sides on one side, I think, or one tape, and then on another tape, Wibbling Rivalry, the interview where they're arguing. And... um, and I remember listening Wait, to the B sides. Is it Wibbling Rivalry? Yeah, no, I'm just saying it made the charts. That yeah, yeah. I've got I've got the 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 CD of it. Yeah, me too. It was in the charts. Just them arguing. Yeah, how did that make the charts? Imagine that they had to play that on the chart show. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Wigfield. Or ooh, uh, just a little bit, and then next, fuck off, fucking rock yeah, band, yeah. fuck off. You, you think you're Johnny Lyon? No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> music, music, music. That's it. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, I must have listened to that about. If you want to be, a, if you want to, if you want to go and support West Ham, be a footballer, you can. You can and all that. Yeah, get the fuck out of my band. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but once you've listened, listened to that. And then you hear about them having a fight. I think maybe that was it as well, that I didn't find it that shocking. It was headline news when Noel and Liam had had a fight. Once you've listened to Wibbling Rivalry, you were a bit like, yeah, I imagine they have. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. can't believe they haven't had one this week already. Oh, madness. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I remember. Same same thing, exactly the same thing. I got a cassette off a uh, guy at, call, at school, uh, Chris Chris Murray. And uh, when it came to take me away, I was like, fucking hell. And did you have that moment of like <clears throat> going like, uh, not confused, but like, oh, uh, he, he sings as well. I thought he was you know, yeah. like going, I thought he was the lead singer. What's he doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But then. Um, no, the, the first time I listened to that, I put that on and I, f- I honestly, I thought, uh, I thought it must have been a mistake. Like that's not Oasis. Yeah, I could. I didn't. I'd never heard him sing at that point, and it was really slow. And I like. I thought, oh, they must have put a wrong song on this. That's not the right one or something. I honestly did. So I kind of yeah. ignored it. I ignored it at first because I thought it was a mistake. It wasn't till like later, and I really got into it. But that one, I remember the um, the uh, end of. It's good, good to be free. It gets to the end. There's that accordion bit, and you can hear them all mucking about in the background, and then it goes to half the world away. Oh god, yeah. Half the world away now has become like uh, like a song that everyone knows, but when no one knew it, I remember it's one of the rare. You know, a song when you listen to it for the first time, you can remember exactly what you were looking at. Yeah, you can see the image of what you were looking at. It's cleaning Nana's house. My nana used to live down the road. I used to go down and clean her house. She had a double tape deck, and, uh, and I had that on there. And I was cleaning the kitchen, and I put that on. And I remember as it got to the first chorus, it was the weirdest feeling. I remember thinking, "Do I know this?" That's the great thing about yeah. some Oasis songs. Like I felt like I felt oh, like I what, whatever down. was whatever was like that. Yeah, I yeah. I felt like. <laughs> I've already known this. I felt like I I already love this by yeah. the chorus. The um that yeah I've got a couple like that. Um, like I say that take me away touch me. I was it uh, been invited to my mates mum and dad's caravan and 
in bed. I had the headphones in and it played it, and it, it really, like, like I said, really touched me. Yeah. But um, I found that, you know, Tony McCarroll's book? Yeah. Um, he said that that song, Take Me Away, was like uh, he, Noel was trying to be Johnny Bramwell, you know, from <laughs> Iron Clue. And it makes sense, really, because a lot of his songs are like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think at our age as well, Oasis, that people... I think sometimes people wonder why like people are so obsessed with Oasis. Uh, and at our age, like what you just said a minute ago about getting your GCSEs, and that, that interview, a lot of... Everyone saw that, that Be Here Now documentary, and some of the stuff they said on that. I now, uh, even now, at the age of 40, think about probably once a month and think about how he's how he like grew up uh, like you know in on a council yeah. estate and all that uh and he he didn't his dad had gone and all stuff like that but the main thing he had was his mum that bit where he said his mum used to say you know better you know worse you know different yeah. from anyone else you can achieve anything that you want as long as you believe in it yeah. and I'm thinking like now as an adult i think fuck if i'd heard that a few times when i was a, a kid that could have helped me <laughs> yeah it was uh, that was it important was... to hear when you're 15, 16 you don't know what you're going to do and you're all like what am I going to do um, GCSE results and that's the most important exactly, thing in the yeah. world at that point leaving school doesn't seem like a big thing now as an adult but at the time was huge and you were hearing those interviews and them saying that it felt like it was for you didn't it yeah like I said I knew I wasn't going to do well and he's saying that and I was, and it was quite emotional. But then they're in the back of a car, and he's like, "Fingered some bird up that tree." <laughs> 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 but like the um, the the song that's uh, "Stand by Me" by the Pool as well. How moving was that? It's like beautiful, wasn't it? Oh, when they sat by the pool singing yeah, it. Yeah, and it's just cu- acoustic version. It's, it's quality. Do you know, I remember that seeing and um, recorded that on video. Yeah, I did playing that over and over again, and that's still one that I play now, I probably played it last week or the last couple of weeks, and I'll admit this, I'm embarrassed by this, but sometimes what I do is I uh, I do someone's part <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> so I do the uh, Noel's backing vocals. Backing vocals, yeah. All the way through. I sometimes think if I could just go on tour, play no instruments, but just do backing vocals, I'd love you, that. You'd nail it. Oh, you'd nail brilliant. it. <laughs> the, um, are, are you... Are you saying you watch it on YouTube, or do you still have a video recorder? No, up? no, YouTube. <laughs> I've got, I've got like a tablet in the kitchen with a speaker, with a boom speaker. Yeah, and I have that. I'm doing the dishes. I have that. And my two kids, uh, my six-year-old, describes Liam as the one uh, shine. Yeah, yeah, that one. Can you put that one on shine? He's not far. Yeah, I, had, I used to record up. Like, I remember when they did Nebworth, MTV did a whole weekend of just clips of interviews and songs, and I recorded like, you know, like tapes and tapes of them. Um, and then they had, I they had, uh, they showed the gig, I'm sure they did. Nebworth? Did yeah, they, yeah. Did they show it? I think so, yeah. I don't know if it. I've definitely seen that footage on MTV and I had it on VHS. Maybe they showed it like yeah. a week later or something. I don't know. But And that GMAC show as well, that was showed on MTV, wasn't it? Yeah. The, uh, the, um, that would be here now. 
yeah on tv yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. come out of a phone box yeah how was that like that was the first time i saw him was it yeah and night you saw oh, you saw the original oasis i didn't yeah you saw so, and, supported by travis yeah oh what De- a gig De- december night 97 so that was travis yeah so I'd, I'd met- when they were more rocky as well yeah you 16 girls and all that yeah oh, what a gig. um yeah, so I missed um, Main Road. I was actually babysitting my, my nephew, who was like one, and his mum and dad went. And then Nebworth, I was never going to be allowed to go to Nebworth, do you know what I mean? But then, yeah, so that was the first time seeing him. Oh, that was, yeah, Nebworth was, would be too far for you to go at that age. I, had, I knew people who went, but I've said before, I just, going to a gig was not even something I even thought was possible. Yeah, because you heard that you kept hearing the things as well on the news. Tickets gone in twelve minutes and stuff. So I thought, well, I ain't getting one ever. Yeah, I didn't uh, for that GMX gig. It was it was someone was selling them, so I wasn't like at, at my mum and dad's on the phone with my mum yeah. and dad's credit card because there's no way they would have even let me do that. But, um, yeah, me too. That's why the thought yeah. of going to a gig now. Like now you can just book it yourself. It's no big thing. But it, when we were, you know, when we were teenagers, if you wanted to go to like Main Road or Nebworth, you had to ask your mum, can you book the ticket on your card using the phone? So yeah. Using the phone was still a thing, wasn't it? Can yeah. use the phone? My, You've got to ask to use the phone to use their card to go to a gig, which happens. they'll have to give you a lift for. That's not yeah. fucking happening, is it? The... Uh... Yeah, the first gig I went to was um, before that. It was uh, Ocean Colour Scene at the Apollo. Oh, you're annoying. That that was quality, that. Yeah. I remember that. You're in the Ocean <laughs> no, Colour Scene at the Apollo in Manchester. I remember just because, you know, I'd listened to them a lot and, you know, Oasis and all that. But to go to a gig, you know, I was still at school 16. I remember, like, me ears, like, ringing the next day but just totally blown away yeah that i love that thing the next day where your ears are still yeah. ringing sometimes yeah have you had that we have a slight achy chest from the bass fucking vibrating through you at well, a gig. Well, when when you're there yeah 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 oh, i yeah. love that the next day you're on a you think you're on a high but it's just low level tinnitus that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm on a high man no you haven't you've got low level ear damage that's what it is uh, but oh, fuck, I was 16, I can't imagine going to a gig at 16. Ocean Colosseum, that's a great first gig as well. Yeah. They must be brilliant live. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm, I've seen them about 25 times. Have you? Yeah. I'm sure, I should have been going last year. Me and my brother, like, big on them. Oh. So when I went when I was 16, my brother, who's two years older, yeah. we um, yeah, I went with him and his mate... Um, his mate dropped us off and I remember my mate who came with us, his mum phoned my mum and said, uh, this this chap who's given them a lift, is he responsible? <laughs> <laughs> it's rock and roll, isn't it? I know, yeah. Going to yeah. a gig. Yeah, but is he responsible? He, yes. He's got a clean driving licence. Blasting out and smoking. He hasn't got, they, check, they look at the car. He hasn't got a spoiler. It's a sensible car. <laughs> Um, I uh, I didn't I didn't massively get into Ocean Colour Scene 
and I, I've never really have to be honest. I like I do like their main tunes, but I've never really massively got into them. I was just um, I had that, that thing of the videos as well. I think of that now. I don't know if young kids do that now, where you get a live show and watch it endlessly and can't imagine being there. And there's not oh. many of there's not many of them that are that good. A lot of live shows, like you know, they a live gig of a band. A lot of them where they barely talk to the audience and the songs just you know you're like yeah all right whatever. Yeah. But some of them are just just you wish you were there and every song sounds slightly different from the album. In some ways, it makes you it makes you like the the album version more. And some songs you didn't even know you, you like that much. When you hear them live, you think of them completely differently. So yeah, I remember absolutely. watching over and fucking over again, uh, there and then, live at Main Road. I used to get home from school. and I've got four brothers and a sister. So, <laughs> and, and some of them had left at this point. But my mum and dad turned the garage into like a kid's room. But it was all. Yeah, it was all. They needed it was, some room in the house. Yeah, exactly. But it was always free when I got home from school. I used to put that on, close the curtains, and just play it and nap, or you know whatever. But I just yeah. played it relentlessly. And I'm, I'm not just blaming that, but I should have been revising or knuckling down to schoolwork, and that could be a reason why <laughs> I only got one GCSE. Yeah. But then in the summer. So I I got into Stone Roses after Oasis, obviously yeah, by, uh, by by getting into Oasis, I suppose. And that summer, uh, I bought uh, the complete Stone Roses documentary VHS, and it was decent. And I just played it and played it. And one time, I fell asleep when I woke up. It was uh, live at Blackpool Empress Ballroom, and I didn't even know it was on the end of this documentary. Oh. So then I was just playing that over and over, but um, I know what you mean. Yeah, just just those live shows that just just played them over and over. And uh, I remember um, Oasis MTV Unplugged, where Liam oh, turned yeah. up. I played that relentlessly as well, and that uh, the master plan on that with the harmonica. Oh Jesus! I must have. Played that. For, I, mem- I remember at school just hearing my mate uh, Matthew Donger. <laughs> so that was his name. <laughs> just in maths, it was just quiet in maths. We sat there, right? Get on with this. You got to do these ten questions. You remember that? And it goes silent, and everyone goes, "Oh fuck!" And you can just hear the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. I just hear, I just heard Matthew Donger going. Dance if you want to dance, please. Remember, take a chance. <laughs> just. And he's, has he got, he's not got his headphones. No, he didn't have his headphones. I thought you were going to say he was blasting out the music. Oh, right, right, no, no. He was just <clears throat> clearly stuck in his head. He'd been watching that as well. And, and at that point as well, you you couldn't get it uh, where you could watch or listen to something enough or find out the lyrics of things like now. So yeah. you just, a lot of the time, I quite miss that. Well, that still happens now. I like it. I quite like it when you don't quite know all the lyrics. I find sometimes it kills the magic of a song. You know when you know all the words? Yeah. Kills it a bit. I like that thing of having it go, because <laughs> you don't know the actual words. I'm not I'm not as good uh, as I used to be with lyrics and, you know, trying to work them out. And also I used to be able to like reel off 
like album tracks and I, I can't do it anymore I don't know no me neither. obviously got other stuff going on but when I was at school it was just just Oasis Stone Roses <laughs> Ocean Colour Scenes yeah I was uh, so yeah I, I was the same I remember I've said this before I remember my mate Ollie Pritchett going right you, you'll like these. These are the band that Oasis liked. They're like Oasis. And I found that hard for ages. Anything that anyone said was like Oasis, unless it sounded yeah. exactly like Don't Look Back in Anger. I was like, that's not like Oasis. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear the, the thing that was the guitar thing, the thing that was the same in indie music, you know, how the Stone Roses and Oasis, they don't sound that similar no but there's yeah. something there's some something that's the i don't know the 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 sort of uh the the attitude of it there's a crossover but other than that it do not like it doesn't sound so i was like eh, wasn't that bothered but then he put on a he put on i want to be adored i remember yeah. him skipping the slow bit at the start go hang on hang on i'll get to the song hang on hang on because i'm looking at it going what the fuck is this because it's got nothing in it for about a minute just and then uh and then he played one that not everyone goes on about the stone roses i think still probably one of my favorite songs sugar spun sister yeah um i had that stuck in my head that bit until the sky turns green the grasses several shades oh of i blue. love it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. blue the um oh. so the stone roses for me was a girl at school um she you know one of the you know those big art folders yeah, yeah. She had pictures of, you know, Oasis and all that, Cooler Shaker or whatever, Cast and all that. And then she had Stone Roses and I was like, Who, who's, who's this? And that she just said, oh, there's a Stone Roses. And I remember thinking, Guns and Roses, you know, like that I confusion. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I went to Stockport and uh, it was this really cheap music shop. I don't think it's about anymore. I can't remember what it's called, but you could get like an album for a fiver and I got the complete Stone Roses and I stuck it on. And it was that, uh, there was that really early stuff. That one. Have you got the complete Stone Roses? Yeah, yeah. And I was going, this is shit. Yeah, but then when I got one. when I got stuck into it and it was like standing here and stuff like that, I was blown away. And then that was my new obsession. So when I was actually doing my G set, so I probably got into them like uh, January '97, and I uh, I you know play, over overly played Oasis. There was I was still playing them and still looking out for them. But then I had a new obsession. And then I remember hearing 10 story love song and I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. and, I, and then I, I started putting me, like, grew my hair and I can put hairspray in and did it as a goof on. So I was like Ian Brown and shit. It's <laughs> embarrassing when you think about it. But that summer was all about the stone roses. Then beer now came out and then, um, then, uh, then the verve, the verve with bittersweet. They were, the, yeah, so bittersweet yeah. come out in the in the summer, which was uh, everywhere, wasn't it? Ninety-seven, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, sort of, because you think of be here now as like August, but do you know what I mean? Came out in like what, like June or something? Yeah, May or June. Something, yeah. yeah, something like that. I remember. Yeah, I remember school had finished. Yeah, helping my dad. Yeah, because because yeah, because we finished. Because when you did you exams you finished early before yeah. finished before everyone else everyone finishes in 
June, but if you've done your exams, you finish in, in May, don't you? Yeah. And I, I was the same. I was labouring for a builder and member range, you know what I mean? We've had the same life. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was on a building site with me dad and the radio was on. And and it's weird because you don't listen to the radio really as a kid, did you? You, you listen to the chart show, but you don't have the radio yeah, yeah. on in the background as a kid. You listen to the music you want to listen to or watch telly. You don't go, I'll pop the radio on when you're yeah, like you know, you're right, yeah, yeah. So when you're suddenly at work and the radio's on, and it, you, you don't realise, in a weird way, like Oasis would come on and the Verve, and you would, you'd be like telling adults, like, this, this is who I like. And they're like, yeah, mate, it's a radio, they play everything. Like, you thought it was just yours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember, I remember I didn't like my, this still pisses my wife off now when I tell her this, um, the Verve, Urban Hymns, um, Bittersweet Symphony, I didn't like it at first on the radio. It just I thought it just went on and on and it was on every hour. And it just started and I thought, oh for fuck's sake, again. No, I was into it. I bought the I bought the single. But, but now, that do you remember? Now I've oh, got yeah. now I love it. But at the time it was just every hour and it done my head in. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, do you remember that box where you phoned up to choose a song? Yeah, yeah. Box TV. So you yeah. phoned up and you chose a song because they couldn't control what people were choosing. It was wannabe all the time, Wonderwall all the time. Yeah, I remember Stand by Me being on loads as well that summer. But the Urban Hymns was always on. Uh, not Urban Hymns, Bittersweet. And I, so I bought the single, and I never. I remember hearing their name and like Noel saying, you know, the Verve. So then that was another one, a bit like the Stone Roses. Oh. Oh, if they like them, let's yeah. see what I can find here. Yeah, and then, and then, like I say, that summer was uh, now, But when Urban Hymns come out with Sonnet and all that, I, I, it blew it out of the water for me. To be honest, that that was the one. Well, didn't Noel Gallagher say that Urban Hymns is the album he should have wrote instead of Be Here Now? Right, yeah, like that. Which, yeah, um, but yeah, I I wasn't that introvert verve. A, a bit of sweet and then it was lucky man and then, oh, Son- yeah. then yeah, sonic yeah. i was like fuck sonic yeah. love you want it that sound like no sonic I don't, I don't know what that was that just couldn't get that out of my head yeah ages. i just became addicted to it and i didn't have the album and my mate nah. had it on in his car so you had to you get a lift ask for a lift with him just so you could hear it <laughs> Can I have a lift home, mate? I mean, I've got plenty of time to walk. What else have I got going on in my life? But I just want to just want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I remember at school, someone I'd already I was already aware of Lucky Man, but I remember someone playing it, and they like picked out uh, like, and you don't really hear it; you just think it's guitars. But there's, there's violins in in Lucky Man, and he was like, "Oh, the violins in the background," or and I was oh, it's some sort of orchid. I don't know. Yeah. I think it is a violin, but. And I remember him going, listen carefully. And I was like, there's so many layers, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was hooked on hooked on uh, Lucky Man, yeah. He was quite a sophisticated <laughs> young man, wasn't he? I can't remember yeah. any of my friends going, fuck, listen to the violin. <laughs> As I've got older, well, yeah, people have said that. Not when you're a teenager. Yeah, but listen to the violin, listen to the orchestra. Um, well, yeah, they were, so it was like Oasis, Stone Roses. And then the Verve, and the best gig I've ever been to was the Verve at A Hall. 
Where? That was, was that? at Hay Hall in Wigan. It was like it was so it was there it was their equivalent of Main Road. Hay Hall. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a field in, oh, in Wigan. Right. But it was like their homecoming gig. This was yeah. nineteen ninety eight, so they'd had the success in ninety seven. Yeah. And uh so I so I went to that gig. Like I said, I'd had um that's still one of the best days of my life. Wow, that sounds sad, doesn't it? But uh, <laughs> no, <not laughs> it fair. was quality. So it was three mates and um like I said, I'd had older brothers and they you know, you'd hear them think uh, talking about like, you know, going on an old day. Yeah. And I'm 17, I'm turning 18 in the November and I've gone to this gig and it, it was like a three o'clock with five support acts. So I was like, we're going to have an all day. So me and my mates, Giddy is what went to, went to Debenhams for a full English <laughs> in, in Stockport. <laughs> That's the way to start a day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, look at the sales, then have a fry up. <laughs> <laughs> then we got a... Uh, we used to call it the Verve Pub, Thirsty Scholar. We got in there. Why did you call when, it the Verve Pub? Oh, because that's where we, on the day of Hay Hall, that's where we started. Oh, so you still call it the Verve Pub? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. we've, gone in, we've gone in there, like 11 o'clock start, yeah. drinking can, cans of Red Stripe. And then we had like yeah, a... That's right. And be, because we'd not had an all-dayer, yeah. we were like giddy as fuck. So we were like maybe three Red Stripe. And then it was, oh, time to get the get on the coach so we've had like a vodka chaser and we're on this coach and um we get we get to Wigan but there's 33,000 people making the way there and I I was bursting for a piss like like and it sent me under I went white because I was, I was just bursting so much could have been the breakfast and the booze because the next thing you know I'm spewing up, right? <laughs> oh, just at my feet. Like, this is a pathetic start to an all day. I'm just spewing up at my feet. Right, and then the bus, uh, like, moves. And the six, like, roll into the back of the bus. And you like, like dominoes. Well, this is on the bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so I'm sat on the bus, bursting for a piss. Spewed up me Debenham's breakfast. And then the bus takes off again because it starts moving. You know, like buses sort of yeah. like. Ooh. So then my my breath, my six roll into the back of the bus. You could hear like <laughs> one by one people going ah because it's like going past their feet, <laughs> right? So then we get off the bus. I leg it to this bush, and I've I've emptied myself because I still need a piss. Yeah. So then I've met my mates and they're. They're queued up, and one this security man gets goes in my mate's bag and pulls out his camera and just takes the film out. He's like, "No, no photography." Just whips the film out. So I'm watching this, and I've gone. I've got four cans of Red Stripe in my bag, and he was just pl plonking stuff in wheelie bins. That he was confiscated for. He's not having them. So I go back to the bus and I said to the guy. Uh, the driver said, I mate, I came on this bus. Will this be the one I go back on? And he said, yeah. So I've gone, can I leave my bag upstairs? Because the confiscating stuff. He said, yeah, no worries. So yeah, I go to he, owe, he owes you a favour, doesn't he? After well, what you've just done. Well, unbeknown to him, like, so I've gone, I've put my stuff upstairs. So I start going up the stairs and he goes, 
Be careful, though. Some dirty bastard <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, oh, dear. Some people have no respect. I know, yeah. But no, it was incredible. And so, I didn't think much to the support acts, but then they were playing like, they played Lucky Man as like the sun was setting. It was just brilliant. But this, yeah. what happened after that was, so I, um, because I, I was so fond of this day and like buzzing and like amazed by it and blown away and all those kind of things, I kept the ticket in my in my wallet. Yeah, and I just had it in my wallet. And then in two thousand and two, so four years later, yeah, I went I went to see him at uh, Memorial Hall, you know, in Sheffield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone Go to watch him. Oh yeah, for the last laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone there watched the gig and then my, my mate was at university there that's why i went there all right <clears throat> so gone to the and we just dived in this pub and as we left the pub we we watched him and had a good night and we you know nicely uh oiled yeah. and the, the 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 um the roadies are there um putting the stuff on we're like all right mate um you know like just asking him questions who else have you toured with and he's like poor well and we're like fucking hell and then we've gone what What's that, what's Ascroft like? And he went, well, um, if you wait by the side door, you can find out. It'll be out in, a, in a half an hour or something. <laughs> so we waited nice. there. We waited. There was like three other people there, but they gave up. We just stood there and we kept asking the doorman, is he coming out? Is he still in there? Uh, and the guy's like, yeah, he's just, he's, you know, he'll be out soon. So we just waited it out and he comes out. And he's, he's, you know, it's like one in the morning, he's got sunglasses on and he's, you know, cool as fuck. And he, and, uh, he's stunk of weed and he was like, all right, lads. And I was like, <laughs> I, can I have your autograph? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he, you didn't I take go, that long to say the word autograph, did you? Can I have <laughs> <No>. your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was trying to uh, portray like my nerves. Yeah, I was yeah. like proper shit. I was like, I uh, can I have your autograph. And I, I said it, uh, and it was the because I, I had the I had the ticket on me. Oh, from four you years. Did you? Oh, yeah, did yeah. You so that? yeah, so I gave, I showed it, showed him the ticket. He must he have. Sat, did he mention it? He must have sort of gone. Oh fuck! If you still got this, he did. Yeah. So I said, you signed my ticket from A Hall, and he's he's uh, he signed it. He's like, um, he goes, oh, I didn't know there was. He basically looked at the ticket and went, I didn't know there was a, uh, so it was a picture of Hay Hall, which is yeah. Woods, and there was a woman walking a dog on the ticket. Got it on my wall there. Right. So she goes, uh, he goes, can you, um, can you, uh, he said, I didn't know there was a, a woman walking a dog. And he was like, I was, I was thinking, well, I suppose you didn't need a ticket, did you? <laughs> 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 but then he goes, um, then he said, what's your name? And, Obviously, I said Mike, and then my mate said Mike, and he just went <laughs> the two Mikes. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> it was surreal, but it gets better. So he goes, "Where are you from?" And I've gone Stockport, Manchester, and he goes, "Oh, I'm gigging there tomorrow." And I don't know what came over, but I went, "Yeah, no, we couldn't get tickets. That's why we're here." And he went, "Would you want to go on the guest list?" Oh my god, it was incredible. So he gets this. He's like, he shook our hand and he says, take their names for the guest list. So the security man, he's, he's bouncer, yeah. or a bodyguard or whatever, says, uh, what's your names? And I've got Mike. 
And then he says, he said, okay. Oh, I said Mike Newell. He goes, okay, Mike Newell plus one. My mate was gutted because he didn't get his name on it. So I was like winding up my mate like, who should I take on this plus one? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas? Can but, you, uh, yeah, we, could you put together a little shortlist for me? That would really be helpful. <laughs> so yeah, he came back to Manchester and uh, I was shit, not shit in it, but I was a bit worried all the day, all day that it had been lost, you know, down the line. Yeah, like yeah. the security man, but we got in. And uh, so, yeah, saw him, saw, saw him two nights on the bounce and uh, signed my ticket. This is one of the greatest music stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I think I reckon, I think he might have said that anyway, but I definitely think the fact that you had a ticket from that gig, his homecoming gig from like four, what was it, four or five years ago, four years ago. Yeah. The fact you had that in your wallet, um, well, I think a little bit of that must have made him think oh, I, he can come to the gig tomorrow I feel, do you know what I don't really want because I, I don't know for sure like I can't really say that that's what inspired him but the next night he was at the gig and he said one day we'll be back in a field doing bigger shows and he, he didn't say just like hey all but he kind of referenced like how big he and he's, he's a big ego isn't he do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. you know like, even as a solo artist he thinks he's yeah, and he and he should be. I love him. Yeah, I I wasn't. I always liked the Verve. I'll admit this, and it's that uh, not that his last solo album, the one before that. You people, the, these these people, these, these people, pe- isn't it? these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah. people. Um, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. song. Good God, that album's great. And I saw an yeah. interview with him, and I always loved the Verve. That album, Urban Hymns. And some of the album tracks on that album are phenomenal. And um, and it was that. I sometimes get more into a band once I've seen an interview of like someone in the band. I think that's why Oasis, everyone loved Oasis so much because it was a whole package. You yeah. had like uh, people that went with the music kind of thing. Because sometimes you can love a band and you don't really know who the band are, but then if you bring them two things together where you love the band and you love the people in the band, I think that yeah. that's a big thing, isn't it? And that, that brought... I saw this interview with Richard Ashcroft. He had his sunglasses on in the interview and he was uh, like fucking almost like he was... It never takes a fight off. ...with the bloke <laughs> who was interviewing him. Like he was like, going, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, you know, he had a real attitude. By the end of it, I loved him. Yeah. I thought, oh, I love it. I didn't get him before. I thought he was a bit of a dick, which you can imagine why you'd think he is. But then I saw just the attitude of him in this interview and that uh, just not giving a shit what people think about his music and that. I was like, oh, fucking, I, I get him now. I like, he is. A, I like he him. is. Yeah, he is. He can be, come across as pompous and, you know, like, but he, he, but he does stand by it because he, he, um bittersweet like that single they had to pay like yeah. most of the money to the, uh, to the St- Rolling Stones and he said I'm putting it on the album whether it costs us money or not because the album as a whole is more important than the money do you know what I mean so he cool. he can be a bit like that a bit po- no no actually that that one is not being pompous is he but I know what you mean like uh, yeah he can come across as a bit of a dick have you seen that one the other year when he was off his head on um, BBC One, 
uh, you know, the breakfast show. Oh, yeah. Movies. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, and he's great. like, he's rolling over the couches and like sprawling out. And yeah, uh, yeah he's mad. Yeah. yeah. Good on you. Don't get enough of that, though, do you? No. But it's not really the. Uh, the program to do it on though is it yeah I don't but really there's those programs aren't around anymore are they you know like the word and cfi yeah. friday or whatever it's it's all a bit bland now isn't it yeah yeah so then um so you got you got to do it on breakfast tv you got to show <laughs> your your rock and roll side on breakfast tv yeah it's not like the 90s is it no no but like uh, the big breakfast and all that it's great and then, yeah, so after, like, I don't know about you, I was, like, uh, yeah, Oasis, Stone Roses. I was 98, summer 98, I got into the Stone Roses. And then, yeah, the Verve, Urban Hymns, all that. That that was, Urban Hymns was one of the, because the problem with What's the Story, Morning Glory, is then you thought every album was like that. Do you remember buying an album of a band that you liked and you loved the singles and then you thought, Oh, there'll be even better songs on it than the singles. Like, what's the story? Oh yeah, and yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's such a heartbreaking. Le- oh, you went, oh, oh, what? Not every song on this is great. I thought that's what an album was. Because yeah. what's the story? What's the story is one of the only albums where I've heard every song off of that album on the radio. Like, well, she- she's electric is the most played non-single on radio in in like history. Oh, I didn't know. That's a good fact. Yeah, I heard that on uh, the Blossoms podcast, which is worth a listen, by the way. That That is worth a listen. I like them. Well, I was about yeah, to ask yeah. you that next because uh, I don't know about you. I went after that. I had a bit of a just listening to that, just still listening to them, and, you know, just clinging on through standing on the shoulder of giants and yeah. all that. It's going to come back round and be like the yeah. heyday, and it never was. But, uh, but there's brilliant songs on heathen chemistry uh yeah and, and at that point you still had the live the live sh- shows and stuff like that so even if the album wasn't good because they were touring a yeah. bit and I, I, I know you've already said it's a bit harder for you but i i used to always get to see them like at city's ground and heaton park and and uh bolton murrayfield you so. went to murrayfield yeah, so in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I got into hospitality with that one. <laughs> so so here's here's another story for you. Lovely. So um, I was at college and I I got friendly with this girl Georgina. Her mum is Rowetta from Happy Mondays. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we were pally and all that and. Then I, I met a mum who's, who's mad, funny yeah. like. So then they got support for Oasis 2001. So she said, uh, "I'll get I'll get us tickets for um, Oasis. I'll probably be able to get backstage and stuff." So she said, "I've got us tickets for Bolton, but because there's uh, Oasis and the Happy Mondays have so many people in and around Manchester, I can't get hot." I can't get hospitality because they've all been taken. Yeah. But I've got us free tickets. So I used to work at this electrical store. Georgina picked me up with her nan to go to Bolton. <laughs> and, half, and, half, and halfway there, 
and Nan's phone rings and it's Rowetta going, turn back, I forgot my whip. So we had to go back because she has a whip on stage. So we had to go, we had to go, it wasn't that, Bolton's only half an hour anyway, but we had to go back to her mum's house, get the whip, and then we had to meet her like over the fence, like, are you there? And then like, she was like, yeah, throw it over. So we threw a whip over. <laughs> so that was like a bit This is mad. a side of rock and roll you don't get to hear. <laughs> yeah, the Happy Monday, she forgot her whip. And Nan had to turn around and get it on the way to Bolton. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. And then you but, went to Murrayfield. So then she said, I've got us tickets for Murrayfield and we'll get hospitality. So, so, we, so we go on the National Express to Edinburgh on the piss and all that. And I had seen the Rolling Stones uh, at Murrayfield in 99. And when I got in there, I don't know if you know this, it's a dry stadium. So I'm about five pints in. I get into Murrayfield Stadium and it's, they don't sell any booze. So I'm like livid. I'm like, I've come to see the biggest rock and rollers in history. And I can't have a, a drink. I can't, you know, <laughs> get a piss. Why well, it's always a dry stadium, Murrayfield? For for concerts, as far as I'm aware, for concerts and because of Ramadan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like worried that we go. I'm going to watch Oasis and it be and it be a dry stadium, and it was. But because we were in hospitality, we were in this um, like suite before the gig, drinking, drinking, and then when we because we had these wristbands which were a different colour, yeah, we managed to get into like the front pen area watch yeah. the gig great gone back upstairs to hospitality and then in the hospitality obviously i knew georgina's mum Roberta. yeah but we, we met like um bez and uh sean Ryder, and <laughs> sean Ryder kept i had this leather jacket on yeah. and sean Ryder kept he, he said to me about three times you fell on your fucking feet aren't you getting into oasis he thought i was gem because he was off his head. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was, I'm not a gem. Like, I think you got confused. And he's like, nah, you fell on your fucking feet there, aren't you? And, I was like, and then um, I took my brother with me and he had a, he bought a program. So he, he gave it to Bez and Bez just put an X like he couldn't write his name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a very <laughs> real chance of that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're milling about and we've got the pictures back and uh, I showed them my mate and my mate was like, oh, he's, he's from the Seahorses. So there's loads of people there that I didn't even know. The guy from the actor that is in the mental asylum in um, Sunday Morning Call. Sunday Morning Call, yeah, yeah. I, I had a pint with him. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's getting in, isn't he? But then uh, Rowetta said, um, do, you want, do you want to meet Gam? So, like, that must have fucked up Sean Ryder's head. <laughs> He's two games. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll get double vision. <laughs> he was. He had a full bottle of um, Sean Ryder of absolute vodka, and he was just sipping it. He had shades on. Yeah. He'd probably take, take a load of drugs as well. Anyway, so I met Gem, and uh, I've got this program because I thought I'd get him to sign it. So I'm chatting to him, and I'm, like, pissed as well. And um, so he signs it, and then and I just had a little chat with him. Oh, and he kept correcting me because I kept calling him Jem. Oh, 
and he very because <laughs> he's very softly spoken and polite. He is, he? yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's Gem, it's Gem. Yeah, yeah. But I so I I don't know if I was doing that on purpose. I probably wasn't, but I didn't like the new members. I wanted it to be yeah. Bonehead Quiggs. I didn't actually. I really liked Alan White. I didn't mind that. That. Uh, yeah, he was in quite early on though, wasn't he? Yeah, but yeah. So, but I don't think I was doing it on purpose. I was just getting his yeah. name wrong, and then. Uh, Rowetta went, oh, um, why don't you, uh, do you want to leave your programme with with Gem and he, he'll get the rest of the band to sign it? And I went, fuck off. Like, just played out. <laughs> and he looked at me, yeah, and he looked at me like, I was, I was, I was hammered, you know, <laughs> and he just looked at me like, a bit offended, obviously. And I went, oh, no, sorry, I don't mean it like that. I just mean, if I give you this programme, I'll never see it again. And he had signed it and, the happy Mondays, so yeah. I just, I just thought, there's no way I'm getting this back if I give it to him. No, but, um, probably not. But I don't know. Gem, Gem seems quite a studious uh, kind of uh, polite man. I think he oh, yeah, my, got it sorted. Yeah, he. he I like the thought of you that. backstage. Fuck off! He's in Oasis. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think my concern was Rowetta, to be honest. She's, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, she can't even trust her to remember a whip. <laughs> she ain't getting your program back. So what? What? How would you to finish off here? How would you? Can you describe why Oasis? Uh, if it was it the age we were at, or can you can you describe why they're such an important band, or what they are to you? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think we were very lucky to be to be that age yeah. and have and have that them come out because if you know before that and after that and i think you've said it on here before where you're like i just thought this was normal but to have and all those bands as well because they, they they kicked off everyone didn't they and yeah just just that age a band so important and so significant and cool as fuck and melodic songs just kings weren't they yeah. But the timing of it, because I didn't, we didn't get around to speak about this. But I'm mates with a band that was signed at the time, Northern Uproar. They're like Rob's mates, my brother who's two years older, and they right. they were they were signed. And I knew that they were on the rise. And if it wasn't for Oasis, I don't think they would have got signed. But it I, it must have just just the the timing of it. Yeah, you know, cast Ocean Colour Scene. You know, is a bit later, but I like them. Pull, cooler shaker, not mad on them, but just yeah. unbelievable. So, the bl- blue tones, that um, slight return. Is it slight return? Yeah. yeah. I, I was fifth year, fourth or fifth year of school. That comes out, and you're like, that's a fucking... And I remember, uh, I think it was John Peel. I was just, because I'm really getting into music, just playing that in my bedroom late at night. And they said, this is cast all right. And I, that song, I was like, Oh, mate, everyone is on fire and life was good. The timing of it. And yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a bit gutting for, uh, you know, generations, you know, the people of that age, uh, now, you know, this generation, because what have they got? Yeah. Oh, they've got the DMAs. Wee! Yeah, well, we, we were going to talk about that, but we ain't got to that. Our, yeah. our mutual love of the DMAs. Well, if I was a yeah, if you were a teenager now, you'd be obsessed with the DMAs. Yeah, my nephew is, to be honest. 
God, God bless him. That yeah. that is a song I play now. Uh, all the I Silver. told you this. Silver I play yeah. constantly, and that's one to put on if you've had a bad gig. That was a question I was going to ask you to end on. What Oasis song is your go-to? I bet you've got one. You've had a good gig or a shit gig. You're on your own in the house or in the car driving back. What Oasis song do you put on full blast? Uh, probably some might say. Good call. I just think it's it's not meaningful or anything like that, but just the the melody of it. It's like yeah. an, it's just an anthem, isn't it? Yeah. I do like Champagne Supernova. I like some, blasting that. Some might say is the best. Everything that's great about Oasis, the lyrics mean nothing and everything. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's nothing and somehow really meaningful. Yeah, and it's got Liam's voice, driving guitars, Noel's harmonies, just everything you want in an Oasis yeah. song. Perfect, well, isn't it? We we agree on that. Yeah, well, let's end on that then. <laughs> I think I didn't think there was going to be a lot of disagreement in this podcast. I've got to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Nice one. Cheers for having let's, me. Oh, let's go see the DMAs together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, uh, I know you're going with Josh Pugh, and I've um, yes, yeah, I've budged my I've budged my way in. I heard that. Yeah, it's I'm not coming. been rescheduled yet, but uh, yeah, come along. We'll have it. I'll be there, thrown up on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Me vegan breakfast and too much orange juice. That'll be the difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. It's not like the 90s. <laughs> Come on, lad. Yeah, bye now, Nice one. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.